0: Hey, hey! Welcome to another episode of Self to Society. My name is Dennis Gable, and if you are just listening for the first time, thank you so much for showing up. Uh, This episode of the podcast is going to be called The Otherness. The Otherness is an interesting term. What I was having a conversation today uh, with my friend Luke, and... Uh, Luke Savage, he lives in Memphis, Tennessee. He's opening a charter school or he's opening a school, uh, a prep academy basically in Memphis for, uh, for that community, knowing that there are more opportunities to not go to a school like that in Memphis than there are opportunities to experience or attend a school like that in Memphis. Uh, Luke is doing amazing work. Luke is most definitely an example of what it means to show up, be moved, and have a passion that drives you into, into action. Uh, being driven into action is really interesting, and that's part of what started our conversation about, quote, the otherness, is we talking about proximity to what an issue may be, or a problem, or a uh, someone else's life perspective, how somebody else goes through life. If you don't put yourself into the proximity of them or the issues surrounding them, you will never ever know what it's really like to be them and to be into, uh, or to be present in what somebody else is feeling. We can call that empathy in some way. Uh, one of the things that I was uh, sharing with Luke is Uh, Luke is a white guy, he's tattooed, and comes from a uh, suburban, white, middle-class neighborhood. And so there are people from part of where Luke grew up in Phoenix that probably didn't appreciate the fact that he was tattooed. And I know that he's experienced some prejudice about that in his life. Experiencing prejudice is one thing. Uh, And it gives us an opportunity to relate with somebody else who has experienced prejudice. But Luke, in all that he has experienced, will never know what it feels like to be a young black man who's targeted socially, culturally, systematically. And so we're having this conversation and uh, Luke, who is on the Instagram Live. What's up, Luke? Uh, He was started the conversation by by being very kind and affirming to me about a way that he thinks I show up into this world. And I equally was able to turn around and affirm and compliment him for how he shows up into the world. What what, what the topic or the, the position of this word, the otherness, or this phrase, it essentially, uh, he gave an example. There's a, an African-American doctor who is very esteemed. Uh, He's very wealthy, obviously, he's very esteemed in what he does, he has been recognized greatly, and he has a grill. Uh, You would typically associate that kind of dental work with a hip-hop artist and not a doctor. And so what he's doing is he's allowing himself to be himself where he is that is really, that is kind of the essence of leaning into the otherness. It is allowing yourself to be yourself where you are present. So for me, uh, one thing, one way that that is for me, and it's, uh, probably the reason why I like to, to show up the way that I do is I have experiences in being, I I mean, I was in some pastoral roles in my, you know, early in my twenties and early thirties. And Being tattooed heavily and I used to have inch and a quarter gauges in my ears, those things can be a bit drawing and they're offsetting. And so I was able to step into where a lot of people would say, you don't look like you should be here (laughs) Uh, and I could be present there. But I was me being me where I was, where I wanted to be present. Uh, I've heard a bunch of ridiculous things because I'm tattooed. I've heard, how many times have you been to prison? Uh, which of those tattoos did you get in prison? I've been asked. Uh, by the way, I've never been to jail. So that question seemed, you know, a tad illegitimate. Um, I've had people make ridiculous claims about me as a man and saying, well, with the way that you look, I'm surprised that you're present in your children's lives at all. Right? Like, I've had people say shit like this to me, and it's ridiculous, but it's also one of the things that drives me. One of the things that drives me is that we don't have to live inside of the box, whatever box that is. The otherness is simply saying, I am me, and I'm going to be so much of that where I choose to be planted, that everybody else can take notice. And you don't even have to do it intentionally. The hope is that you're not intentionally being, or possessing, the otherness. The goal is that you are just literally showing up as you where you feel the most passionate. And that statement, in and of itself, is going to make any, uh, it's going to make a wave. Could be a big wave, could be a little wave. But the, the idea is that it's going to draw some attention. I think there are a lot of people who are, who, I don't think most people have the capacity to lead. Sometimes I don't think I have the capacity to lead. Uh, I don't think most people have the capacity to lead. I don't think most people should be entrepreneurs. I really don't think the risk is made for most people. I think most people have the ability to be relatively comfortable with their lives. They go to work and they work hard and they go home and they show up and they do their thing. Uh, I think I would suggest that most people are supposed to follow... The problem is that we have some really shitty people masquerading as leaders in our histories, in our pasts, right? Like, if you're a parent, you're a leader. So, uh, that whether you want to be or not, whether you're good at it or not, whether you're supposed to be or not. But we, a lot of us end up in these roles where other people are looking to us and following us. And we have experienced people who insert themselves into that kind of leadership role. And it ends up being kind of damaging. And so... The reason that I show up the way I do, the reason why I believe that my friend Luke shows up why he does, is because there's a system in place that is built by leaders who... Man, I want to say this well without sounding like an asshole. I think a lot of our structures are built by leaders who have some form of... Um, what the fuck is the right word? Uh, leaders who have... An agenda, that's the right word. People with an agenda, not necessarily people with passion or proximity. When we are passionate about things, when we do care deeply, we insert ourselves into the space. We put ourselves into the proximity of the thing that we want to care about. You can't be that good of a parent from far away, right? You can't. You gotta be present. You gotta be in the thing. Uh, You have to be in the home. At least some of the time, being able to provide that proximity or be in the proximity, being able to provide the leadership, being able to provide the example, being able to be the example. You have to be present to do that. So it's the same thing with with the world around us. Um, Many of us, I think, just show up because we're told to. Many of us show up because we don't know where else to go. Many of us show up because we got invited, right? Uh, and, and what I mean by that is we, we're not taking the initiative and saying, this is who I am and this is where I want to go and I'm going to go be that person in that place. Or I'm going to go be that person by doing that thing, right? Because we let so many other things get in front of us. Our age, our race, our socioeconomic status, our gender, our sexual preferences... We get into our head about what we are allowed and not allowed to do. So we just end up, we don't show up. We just stay kind of on the sideline. And like I said a minute ago, I truly think that most people were meant to be employees. I don't think most people were created to be entrepreneurs or CEOs. We couldn't have a functioning world if everybody was an entrepreneur. It wouldn't work. We wouldn't have, you couldn't even be a successful tribal system. If everybody wanted to be the chief, right? You you can't do it. Uh, there, it is. They it is a select few humans in the bulk of a lot of other humans who really have some capacity to lead well. Now, that I think that is oftentimes um, misunderstood by power and by role or by position. Anybody can have a role or a position and and seek power. Anybody can do that. That does not make those people a leader. Uh, there's many, many memes. You can find fucking leadership memes for hours. I saw a really interesting one. Uh, my friend Bear posted it. And it was a pack of wolves. But it was the oldest pack in the front. It was the strongest. Were behind the oldest. Then there was some wolves in between. Then there was, um, the, there was another set towards the end, but then the leader of the pack of the wolves was actually at the end. He was not at the head of the line. He was at the end of the line because he was navigating his people or, you know, I changed, (laughs) Uh, the wolf was navigating his pack for us. I think the difference between power and position and role and leadership is that anybody can step into power. Anybody can be a leader. Anybody can go get a job and stick there and get a promotion. Uh, Anybody can go get a degree and then step into what that degree is supposed to do. That doesn't necessarily set you apart in that thing. I would suggest, though, that most people who naturally have the capacity to show up for other people and hold space... And be empathetic, and be supportive, and build them up. Uh, would live within the otherness. I think most of those people, some of them look look like they quote unquote should, right, or act like they quote unquote should. I don't like. You know, for work, I'm in marketing, uh, marketing and design. Uh, I do brand management for companies and design. And so, when I show up to meetings, I just wear black t-shirts and rolled-up jeans. And sometimes cut off shorts. Because I don't have to show up as anything. And I've had people ask me, like, do you wear suits to meetings? And I'm like, no, I don't fucking wear suits to meetings. I show up into this space so that I can give it everything that I have. I want to give everything that I have. And if I'm too busy thinking about what I'm dressed like or, you know, how they would want me to show up, I'm going to give less. I'm going to have less mental capacity and less creative capacity to give to the people who want me to be there. I think that is true for all of us. The more that we overthink, the more that we overanalyze how people want us to show up, the less space and the less creativity and the less intelligence we have to actually bring to the table. And when we choose to just show up as ourselves in that space, we open up an enormous amount of capacity to be creative, or bring solutions, or be present, or be whatever it is that we need to be—skilled, talented, whatever it is—into those moments. But we do that the most by just simply being present, showing up. Now, let me tell you: if you have, if you're passionate, right about things, uh, go be around those things. You can't peripherally be that passionate. It doesn't work. Uh, I've never really them care- n- n- I almost said that incorrectly. Um, I don't have a soft place in my heart for overseas people. Um, what I what I mean is like I'm not I'm not taking a trip to Africa to go live tribally for a week and serve that people. I don't really have the passion to do that. So I don't, I don't put myself in a place to have proximity. I do have passion for other subcultures of people. And I make sure that I'm present with those subcultures of people. I don't have a desire to do mission work. I didn't, when I was a pastor, I don't now, it's never been something that like really moved me. My, my impulse and my compassion and my sincerity is in other spaces. This is actually one of those spaces for me. I show up and I do the podcast week after week after week uh, because it allows me a space to have some proximity. I get to have multiple conversations a week, literally dozens of conversations every week with people that I may never meet in person because I choose to simply keep showing up. I love showing up. I love it. It is one of the most valuable things that we can do. So when you find that passion point, when you are able to connect your person and your passion to the proximity, you will really make a difference in that thing. The more that you shut your mouth and learn, the more that you observe instead of speak, you will, you will gain such respect from whoever it is that you're showing up to, whatever that space is of proximity, the more that you observe and the less you speak, the more respect that you'll earn. And then you can start to speak and make some sort of statement or, you know, difference or something. I feel like this is a little bit jumbled, a little bit all over the place. Uh, yeah. Seek to understand before seeking to be understood. Uh, that's a great statement. Thanks, Luke. Uh, it, our ability, to, our ability to show up has to be paired with our desire to observe. If we just show up and we start speaking, we are somebody looking for power and position, not somebody who's looking to empathetically create change or empathetically provide a space or a, a safe haven for anybody. If we just show up and we want to be heard immediately, we are the problem. It's when you show up and you're willing to just shut the fuck up for a minute and observe and listen and watch that you will find that respect. You'll earn the right to be heard. One of the greatest things about uh, the Young Life organization, when you first become a Young Life leader, they tell you, you've got to earn the right to be heard. So just go spend time. Just go spend time with people. And eventually they will trust you. And eventually they will share their life with you. And I think that's part of what I'm grateful that I learned that lesson. It's part of why I keep showing up here. Because I know that if I just keep showing up, I will earn the right to be heard. I'll earn your trust. I'll earn maybe some respect. I'll earn the ability for us to dialogue in a safe place. And when I provide that safe place, which is my hope, then we really can find some intimacy and some vulnerability that can hopefully move move us one way or another. Uh, I, I was very honored earlier when Luke decided to to affirm me by telling me that he he sees the otherness in me and uh, how I'm and how I show up in the space that I create in the platforms that I'm a part of. It's really honored by that, and I I hope to continue p- uh, pressing into that and leaning into that. Let me encourage you in this as I go. Uh, if you're passionate about something, show up. When you show up, shut your mouth. As you shut your mouth, observe and start to earn the respect of the people whom you're around, who you are passionate for. Once that happens, your passion will be able to be moved into action in whatever capacity you want. One of the biggest complaints that I would hear about uh, Christian missions work is that Christians, would, American Christians would just show up and implement American shit wrong. That's the wrong way to do it. Uh, (laughs) The worst way to do it. So I beg you that if you choose to show up, show up quietly. It doesn't mean that you have to silence yourself, but just show up in a way that says, um, I'm here to learn. I'm not here to make a statement or an impression even. I'm just simply here to learn. And then be exactly who you are in exactly the space that you want to be in. And you will, in fact, be a part of the otherness. And the otherness is a beautiful place to be. It's a place where people look at you and go, I don't really understand this motherfucker. (laughs) I don't really understand how or why he or she is where or we are where we are. I don't really understand. I'm leaning into that. I was super encouraged by the affirmation. Uh, really proud of my friend Luke for the work that he's doing in Memphis. I know a ton of people. I'm really grateful to know a lot of people who are passionate in doing things. They showed up well. Uh, my friend Jason Rennie, who lives in Flagstaff, he is a shining example of how to just show up and observe until you get the opportunity. Um, I could probably go on and on and on countless people. Um, the Linderman brothers, the the way that they showed up into their community um, is it, it's beautiful. Anyway, I won't go through names that I know. I'm just I'm thinking about the people that I know who have shown up really well, who I believe are a part of the otherness. And uh, if if you have any questions or thoughts on this topic, like I would obviously love to dialogue. Um, this one this episode, it's created a lot of thought for me. I feel like I'm a little bit more heady than normal. Uh, usually I, f- I feel a little bit more present. I feel like I was stuck in my head a little bit on this one, but I'm really, I'm like working it out as I go, which is a fun part of how this pod- podcast exists for me is that this is showing up and dialoguing for me in a way that I'm comfortable with and that hopefully can uh, offer some value and, and maybe some inspiration or something to your life as well. So, Anyway, if you're on the podcast, I'm going to let you go. I'm out of here. i got to go pick up my kids soon. So I'm going to turn that off. But see ya.